Gridiron Grinder, Hut Hut Hike. All right, we're rolling. It's Wednesday night, Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is my buddy James. We're just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. We got the holiday coming up here. We decided to get to the show early. You know, tonight's episode 126. We're going to be kicking it off with Name That Stadium. We're going to cover the news from this past week, kind of a short week for us. Uh, then we're going to jump into our Week 16 Power Rankings and Game Picks. And last but not least, we'll close it off with Question of the Week. And so, with all that being said, how's it going tonight, James? It's going good. It's, it's an interesting week this week. And then, you know, I haven't been off for, since Friday, or I haven't worked since last Thursday. So, I don't know what the fuck to do with myself during the week right now. Well, it's good that we're doing the show tonight, then. Yeah, like you're saying. I mean, we got to give you some shit to do, buddy. Yeah, no shit. You should be well prepared for this episode. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> maybe, when, maybe when, not. Idle hands. When, when you, when you have, when you have babies that learn how, learn how to walk on you randomly, it, it's that takes up some time. Yeah, exciting, uh, and also uh, anxious. I'm sure at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's a bit scary, have, but it's cool. Have to do a lot more baby proofing. <laughs> yep, yeah. You had all this time, but now it's getting real. <laughs> See, the good thing is, is she likes she likes cleaning up. So if we accidentally left something on the floor, she'll just walk over, pick it up, and put it on some, put it somewhere, so it's no longer on the floor. As long as she doesn't put it in her mouth, right? Exactly. You know, just don't leave anything small laying around. We had, we had that with our son. It was like. Oh my gosh, anything that could be swallowed, you just got to be careful because you never know. Yeah. You know, sometimes they think anything's food. So, uh, oh, all right, well, that. hey, man. So, yeah, so for tonight, let's just, um, you know, we'll let everybody know, you know, like some housekeeping items we try to do a little bit every week here. Uh, we bookmark the show, it's kind of lengthy. If you've been with us before, you know that. Uh, if you're new, you know, you can skip ahead. You know, you don't have to stay for the whole hour and a half, two hours, whatever it's going to end up being. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We do this every week, feeding you guys some awesome, uh, riveting NFL-related content. Right, James? Very riveting. You're supposed to say, yeah, absolutely. No? That's what I just said. Did you not hear okay. it? Okay. All right. You'll get there. We'll talk uh, about obviously- the Lions, and that'll get you all fired up. It obviously didn't come come through, so I'll work on that. All right. Well, hey, man, why don't you take the ball and run with it and do name that stadium for us? All right. So this is the part of the show where I like to travel travel around. Generally during the season, it's a home game or not a home game, a stadium that's hosting a game that week, um, and I try to tie it into something relevant to that week or just. And try to move it around so I don't repeat during the season. Um, if you get that, if you guess it, you guess right, or just give put a guess out there. We'll probably give you a shout out anyways. But you'll get the extra special one if you guess it right and they're the first one. And um, so last week I was at Washington. I wanted so so bad to be in New York for the Lions game. But as I was loading it up, I looked and I said, oh, shit, I've already been there this season. So I had to flip it up. So I looked at the, looked at the other games and I thought 
thought probably the best game of the week, not maybe not records wise, but the most compelling game was the Washington and the Giants game because sure. you know they just play, played a couple weeks ago. It was a, it ended up in a tie and. And heck, this past week, the tie was in play mm-hmm. in the game until uh, they they fucked up. And that was a pass interference call. Oh, my fucking Lord. I think I sent you the picture. The guy, yeah. had, the yeah. guy was wrapped around him like yeah. this, and the ball he was in the him. air. Yep. And you're not calling pass interference on that, on that? What the fuck? Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the the penalties or lack thereof this year because you have the roughing the passer stuff, you have the pass interference stuff, and they're really affecting the game outcomes this year. And it's, yeah. um, you know, and historically you get them here and there where they do questionably uh, affect the outcome, but it seems like we're getting it every week this season. And it just is, it's like maddening, man. And, and Hey, listen, I don't want to dog the lions because I'm happy as heck that they won, but they had a pass interference that didn't get called that probably should have. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, but historically speaking, it's usually the stuff that goes against the lions. And so, I don't know, maybe this was just our time to get one in our favor. I don't know. So, yeah. And and you brought up roughing the passer, and I heard at the at the owners meeting, so this past, it must have been this past week or something. They had had the owner owners meeting because I was reading more this week, this last like you know couple days about Ursay, and maybe it was last week, and I forgot about it. But but I had read an article that that they were um, looking at ejections for roughing the passer penalties. Oh my gosh. Some of them are so weak. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, where do you draw the line on a roughing the passer penalty? And, and like, if it's not, but, but if they do that and they tie it to an ejection, maybe there'll be like the college system with targeting. Okay. So, so in the college system with, with the targeting, um, the penalties called on the field and the penalty stands, whether, you know, the 15 yard penalty portion of it stands. Sure. But, no, it doesn't stand. It actually doesn't. The The penalty is subject to review. So it's automatically reviewed. If they call it targeting, it's automatically reviewed. And it has to be confirmed by replay that it is a targeting penalty before the penalty can be not, um, assessed and the player is ejected. So maybe that might, might if they, they're tying it to ejections, maybe there will be some sort of of review, review system too. for it yeah. to, to confirm it. And obviously, you know, it, they're not looking at like it, it in college, the college system, it has to be quote clear and obvious that, yeah. that it was, that it's a bad call. Yeah. I would just say, I would hope that there's like a panel that gets to decide because, yeah. you know, if it's one guy, it, it's going to be his opinion. You know, if you've got three or five, you know, where you've got some tiebreaker, you know, you get, I think, a better view of it because some guys are gonna be like, "Oh, come on, look at him, man! He, you know, tried pulling off, or he, you know, he, he didn't like drive him into the ground. You know, obviously this or that or whatever. I, I don't know, you know, or hey, you know, he, he tackled him lower, and so he didn't see the ball got out or whatever. You know, I don't know. It just they they got to do something though. Yeah, but the problem the problem like if they go over to that college system, then it subjects every play to re- like the college system. The review, pl- the review, can call 
list of personal foul. Okay. So they, they could could unreview it's some bullshit. That could be another challengeable play where where you challenge it and say, oh, there was pa- there was roughing the passer on that play, and then like I don't know. It's it's hard to say what the right thing is to do. Like, but I mean, roughing the passer they have to lay off of. I mean, yeah. this is there's another example. There's there's a million penalties. It's like I hear all the time. Holding could be called on every play in the NFL. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. And so. You're you're not going to have a hundred percent of the penalties called, but but in this, in particular in the Washington game, Washington scored a touchdown and they called a penalty for illegal formation that had nothing to do with the play because uh, I forget oh, who yeah, it was. Oh yeah, the wide it receiver was, was not was lined up on the line. Wasn't lined up on the line, but you could see him gesturing to the official like like yep. you know I'm on the line, I'm on the line, and the official didn't tell him to move forward, and then they called. Called that play that 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 penalty, which didn't affect the play whatsoever, and then but they don't call a clear and obvious uh, pass interference. Yeah, yeah, that was man, that was another one that was pretty weak, and it's like, I guess I get it. You gotta you gotta have the proper formation, but yeah, the receiver did try to mm-hmm. like you know let the ref know, hey, I'm trying to be on the line. And, and like, there is sort of like that unspoken, you know, that is normal and the ref will tell them, oh, no, you got to move up another foot or whatever. And yeah. it didn't happen there and they got dinged for it. But the guy, you know, he did like the part that is like the norm for him. And yeah, it just sucks, man. Yeah. So I, it's just, it, it just annoyed me. I was kind of rooting for the tie because I jokingly said, well, these two teams can't tie again, can they? Yeah, it'd be nuts. But yeah. I've been fucking crazy. But I mean, the Giants won. I mean, who really cares? All I care about <laughs> is the Lions are a half game out of the fucking playoffs right now, as it yeah. stands. I have to squeeze their game. way in, man. Bully, <laughs> bully their way in. Yeah, and and the thing of it is, is right now how the standings are. If if the playoffs were if if they were if they were in the playoffs right now, the number two team is Minnesota. Oh, yeah. So Who they you're just saying, beat. yep, yep, they'd get them. Minnesota would be uh, a little nervous going into that one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's fun to think of. I mean, well, yeah, man can dream, right? Yeah, exactly. Man can dream, <laughs> um, especially if, if it ends up being Minnesota as their team. Oh, shit. Uh, that's going to be a fun week. Oh, it'd be wild. You know, I don't know. We'd have to fly to Minnesota, man. Yeah, probably. You know, we'll have to think about it. But uh, all right. What do you say we move on to our recap of the past week? All right. Sounds good. (laughs) I love the tangents, though. But yeah, so let's um, let's start with our week 15 surprises. You know, we've been doing that every week here. And really, you know, the only one I had, James, was the Minnesota comeback against the Colts, Mm -hmm. which uh, was pretty wild down 33 points they came back they got the win uh that is the nfl record for the biggest comeback and a lot of people this week have been dogging matt ryan for being a part of of another one of these bad you know you have this huge lead and then you'll lose kind of games uh but i liked i liked it i heard it on the radio today and a guy was defending him saying what the fuck 
Matt Ryan doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. He scored 33 points. You can't put any of that on him. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, another guy came out and was like, oh, yeah, but they didn't have, you know, any first downs in the second half or whatever. And all they had to do was get a field goal in the second half and they would have won or whatever. But, but they did it's get a good a field point, goal man. In the second half. They did get a field goal in the right. second half because it was 33 to nothing at yeah. halftime. Well, may, yeah, maybe one more field goal or whatever. 36. Yeah. But, you know, either way, it's, you know, uh, and, now, and now Matt Ryan's benched for this week coming up. Nick Foles is going to get the start. And that, whatever, I don't, you know, it is what it is. But I, I do agree to some sense that you can't be putting it on Matt Ryan when he gets 33 freaking points on the mm-hmm. board. <laughs> yeah. Well, the irony of all ironies about Minnesota now having the record for biggest comeback is the previous te- previous. Uh, largest comeback in NFL history was 32 points, and it was by a Frank Reich coach team. Really? Yeah. Are you talking about Philly when he was the quarterbacks coach? No, it was um, Buffalo that did it, and Frank Reich was the coach of Buffalo at the time. Yeah. What? Huh? I, I'll I'll look it up, but. But that's, I'll, I'll look it up again. But I did look it up, and it was okay. a Frank Wright coached Buffalo team. Gotcha. So the I, yeah, idea just, is, you know, he used to, um, he was the ex coach of the Colts. Yep, it was, it was 32. Uh, the Bills came back. 32 points in against in 1992, 93. Wow, that was a playoff game. Ooh, January yeah, that's 3rd, a while ago, man. January third, 1993. Okay, and so, anyways, um, the it was Marv Levy. There was the coach, and Frank Reich was on the staff. He was like the offensive coordinator. Okay. Well, that Hold would up. make more sense to me. I, I just was like, he was the head coach for the Bills? What? I don't remember any of that. No, no, he was he was on the staff for the, <clears throat> not for the Bills. He, he was on the staff for, um, sorry, he was a coordinator. He was the quarterback, a quarterback for the for the Bills. See, now that would make even more sense when you're talking 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, sorry, I. It's all good, man. <laughs> he was he was the quarterback that brought the Bills back from a okay. 32 point deficit. Gotcha. He he was he yeah okay there there we go. Now it's all making sense. Yeah, he was he was the quarterback for the Bills that brought them back. I knew it was there was some tie to Frank Wright, and I couldn't remember because I saw it earlier a couple days like I saw it over the weekend. Um, but yeah, sure. it was he was the quarterback for the Bills that brought them back from a thirty-two point deficit. They were down. Um. 38 
to 35 to 3. And they ended up winning the game in overtime 41 to 38. Gotcha. It's a heck of a comeback. Yeah. But that came that comeback like happened all in the third quarter. Like they scored 28 of the points in the third quarter. And then they scored late in the um fourth. Some good halftime adjustments. Yeah. Which I mean that's similar to what happened in in the uh Yeah, the Brady Matt Ryan matchup, yep. Well yeah, that one too, but uh but in the Colts game this past weekend. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It was every except for the the majority of the points were in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't really have any other big surprises from this this past week, man. I mean, there were games that didn't go the way I thought they would, but you know, they didn't like blow my mind. Was there any that stuck out for you? Um, kind of. Uh, well. I didn't see it like you. T- I saw the highlights of it, and it, it's fucking ridiculous. The uh, the New England the Ra- New England Raiders game, like the ending of that uh, game with the way it ended. Yeah, the yeah. final play, dude. So like basically, you know, I'm guessing it's because Mac Jones maybe didn't have the arm strength to throw a hail mary. They tried doing this weird, uh, you know, let's keep tossing it back to try to uh-huh. keep the ball alive kind of thing. And it gets off to the sideline with um, Jacoby Myers, I believe. And, you know, they're getting ready to tackle the dude. And he just, like, whips it backwards, like, to the center of the field. And it just, like, straight to freaking Chandler Jones. Like, it was just such a horrible, like, why would you even think about doing that kind of situation? It's like, you're tied up, you know, you don't have a clear path to, like, make anything happen. Just mm-hmm. go out of bounds or go down and go to overtime. No, instead he throws it to Chandler Jones, who just like basically like brushes off a guy and has an easy like run into the end zone to win the game. I, I mean, yeah. So the end of that kind of blew my mind, but I wasn't like shocked that the Raiders got the win just because I have no faith in the Patriots, and every time I go one way or the other against the Raiders, they freaking zig when I zag. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and then and then kind of like the resiliency of the Lions. Yeah, I know they almost almost gave up the game tying field goal, and they kind of but just just to be able to like okay, so they were they were pretty much you know up up from what I I saw almost the entire game not the entire game they were playing better than just almost the entire game. Um, they had had like you know the offense kind of stumbled a little bit. A little bit at the beginning, but then then to like stick with it and be able to pull the game out for the Lions, yeah. that resiliency is like that was a game on the road too. On the road that the Lions historically lose. Yep. There's some and, of that Dan Campbell grit, man. Mm-hmm. So I that kind of surprised me this week a little bit. Just okay. just how they didn't didn't give it up because historically that's a game they would lose. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. I got you. Uh, Well, let's talk some injuries then for this past week. You know, James, there were a lot of guys that got put on IR, which is kind of normal for this time of year because, you know, you only have a couple weeks left. And, you know, if you're not in the playoffs, you know, a lot of teams, they'll like to drop a guy to IR 
give him a chance to pull up a guy from the practice squad, maybe see what he's got in these final couple weeks of the season. Uh, and then some guys, they, you know, if they're in the playoffs, they might just say, listen, I'm just going to shut this guy down for a few weeks. And then that way, when playoffs come, mm-hmm. he'll be healthy, rested, ready to roll. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Taylor, one of the guys, uh, he was like the big name guy, uh, ankle injury, IR. I don't think it matters. You know, the Colts, you know, they're they're struggling, obviously, yeah, at this point in the season. Um, and a lot of the other guys were not like big name guys. Jonathan Taylor was the one that stuck out for me. But in other injuries, non-IR related, it looks like um, Ryan Tannehill, I saw, might not play this weekend. I didn't I didn't get the details there, but it looks like they signed a quarterback because he may that. not be ready to go, uh, in which case it'd be Malik Willis and whoever they just signed. Uh, and then I saw Arizona ruled out Colt McCoy. He's got a concussion. Looks like Trey Sorley is going to get the start this week for Arizona. Uh, and then in positive injury news, uh, Dallas Goddard, is going to be back for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's coming off of IR, which is good. Mm. You know, hopefully stays healthy, ready for their playoff run. And I see you looking at something there, man. Well, no, I was, I was just like trying to find the Tannehill info. No, that too. But I was, I was thinking about that, but like then I, I looked up at, at like, at like the just scanning the news, and I was like. That's a weird fucking name. Uh, coach for the Atlanta Falcons, Dean Pease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> P-E-E-S. And I was like, what the fuck? Apparently, he's um, he's fine after he was... Um, <laughs> collided with somebody in pregame? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what... I. You know, I didn't see that. So, yeah, and I think he flew home with the team, so that was good. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like he he got whacked pretty good by a player pre-game. Oh, he was he was talking to um, Christina Pink. Uh, he was you know, talking with the sideline reporter, and he, he didn't see. Rashid Shahid, apparently Rashid, uh, Rashid, Rashid Shahid ran it, ran into him and just thwapped him pretty hard and knocked him unconscious. Oh, all these guys, man, just getting wrecked with the head injuries. Yeah. So, but apparently he has some medication that he takes that could like, there could have been like a serious issue there. Okay. So it just it just caught my attention. the The name caught my attention because I was gonna. I think it's it's you know the the, the you know twelve year old boy in me laughs at the name Peas. <laughs> Peas. Yeah. Peas. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My, my kids like to do the uh, Hey Dad, spell I cup, and I'm like, Okay, I know that one. Ha <laughs> ha. I see you pee. Ha ha ha. But hey, I still laugh at it. So yeah. Uh, all right, man. So other news. From this past week, um, you know, I'll just start with the sad stuff. Mm-hmm. Legendary Steelers running back, Franco Harris, immaculate reception, passed away at 72. And you know Rest what, in peace. You know what? Friday Amazing is. football player. What's that? 
You know what Friday is. Is that the anniversary of the Immaculate Friday, Reception? This coming, this coming Friday is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, man, that's, that was a that's wild why, play. That's why the NFL scheduled the Raiders and Pittsburgh this week. Gotcha. Because of the 50th anniversary of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sweet, man. Pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, James, I just got a little bit on Sammy Watkins. Released by the Packers. Why not? Those rookie wide receivers are starting to come into their own. Uh, the Ravens claimed him pretty much immediately. He's going to fill the void, looks like, for Devin DuVernay, uh, who was placed on IR recently. You know, mm-hmm. Watkins obviously has got some familiarity with Baltimore, having been there, I think, just last year. So Yeah, um, I think it was last year. Yeah. So that'll be all right for them, you know, fill in that depth. Uh, and he, he wasn't really doing much for Green Bay. So that's all right, you know, shake it up. And that's all I got for the news, man. You know, what what else is hanging out there on this short week that I missed? Um, The only thing I had, it, it feels like we haven't talked about this, this guy in a while because he kind of um, – Drifted off into oblivion after his uh, unceremonious FU to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. <laughs> but apparently prosecutors okay. dropped dropped the case against Antonio Brown that stemmed from um, some altercation outside his home in Tampa. Gotcha. Uh I, I I don't know. It's just like at least say at least it's somewhat good news that police man. or prosecutors dropped the case against him, but man, like how far has he fallen off? So James, I don't think I told you this, but I saw very briefly, didn't watch the whole video, uh, but a guy put a video on YouTube uh suggesting that if you look back at Antonio Brown before and after he had that nasty hit by Vontae's perfect, mm-hmm. this guy is saying that he believes Antonio Brown has like some permanent brain damage from that, that has altered his personality from that point on. And I, you know, I'm going to have to go back and find that video and watch it because obviously, you know, I was a huge Antonio Brown fan having come yeah. from central Michigan. Um, and that would be wild if this guy could actually point to that and maybe put together enough evidence to support that, that would have to be something that the league you would think would want to look into because it, it ties into all of this research on the brain injury stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I remember that 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 playoff game hit. That was a cheap ass fucking hit. Yeah, and that was a cheap hit. Yes, I man, I don't know, dude. That's um, yeah, it it piqued my interest. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm gonna have to like make a note and go digging for that. So yeah, I I'm gonna make a note too. I have some time on my hands. I could uh. Go dig it for it too, because I'd be interested to see that because that makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. looking back at when a lot of the shit started to happen, and it does seem, it does seem to coincide. 
Yeah, it was like, you know, he he had some seasons where he was getting a little bit like prima donna-ish because he was so good, but he didn't like do stupid shit like that. And then it just, it was like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, man, he just like crumbled fast. It was like one thing after another, after another, until he was out of the freaking league, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't want to keep bashing him because I liked him. You know, sometimes ignorance is bliss. I still want to think he's a good guy at heart. <laughs> um, let's go over to our week 16 power rankings, James. How about that? Before we go go over to this. The power rank. Yeah, I'll do it in the power rankings because that it'll be it'll be perfect perfect timing. So I'm okay. I'm I'm good to go to my to the power rankings. First. All right, week sixteen power rankings. Give me your one through five, homie. Right. Not much of a change in in my one through five. I have Cincinnati at number one still. Um, they they beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, it probably was closer than I thought, and they gave up more points than I thought, but but they won the game and. I I see this the Cincinnati after the rough start the Cincinnati teams building up steam and and I like what I'm seeing seeing out of them. Um, can't I? They beat Kansas City, who I have at number two, so I can't really put them behind Kansas City. And number three, I have Philadelphia, who while yeah they have the best record in the league, honestly they have the easiest schedule in the league. And being at number three is kind of kind of a gift for them if you if i were to go base on strength of schedule they'd probably be probably be at 10 or, okay. or, or strength of victory they'd probably be at 10 because because they they keep winning but they're not it's not like they're playing the hardest teams in the league i got you number four i have buffalo and i almost almost flipped buffalo and philadelphia because i had miami in the in my top 10 and Buffalo beat, you know, yeah, it was a home game. Yeah, it was a close game, but division games are always close. Buffalo stuck it out. The weather probably played a little bit of a factor into it, which is what kept me from flipping Buffalo and Philadelphia for three, four. So left Buffalo at four. And then at five, I had dropped San Francisco way down. Um, a couple weeks ago, I had them after, after the, uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy G injury, I dropped them down uh, to what? What did I drop them down to? Out of the top ten? No, I dropped I dropped them down to seven. So I'm just correcting okay. here, correcting here, and I put them back in into my top five because I had the opportunity with Dallas losing to drop Dallas out of my top top five, but I couldn't really put them ahead of the teams ahead of them because those teams keep winning, and I think I think outside of Philadelphia. That might be the exception for the, my my top four teams that I think all of them are better than San Francisco. I think I think it'd be a toss up um, if Philadelphia and um, San Francisco meet in the playoffs on who wins that game. But I it, either team could win. It just depends on. I think if it was Jimmy G, I would 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 have San Francisco definitely ahead of Philadelphia. But I'm not certain about Purdy yet. Gotcha. Yeah, understandably so, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, All right, well, for me, James, you know, nothing changed here, one through five. Uh, I I got the same five guys as you, just a different order. I still got Philly at one, one week at a time, one win at a time, all that kind of fun stuff. Buffalo at two, uh, you know, and much like the situation they had with the Jets, you know, whatever, last week or the week before, 
you know, they kind of got their revenge on them, which was nice, you know. Uh, Cincinnati at three. That game was interesting. I was out to dinner kind of watching it while I was eating with the family. You know, Tampa Bay had some early momentum, mm-hmm. uh, but then since he got going and they never stopped. Uh, at four, Kansas City, you know, that was a weird one. I, I kind of wondered, were they looking ahead? Because it was pretty wild to see Houston hanging in there for as long as they did in that game. Uh, and then at, at five, I've got San Francisco. Uh, you know, it look, Purdy, Kittle, CMC, they were solid on offense. And the defense really shut down Kenneth Walker. Uh, I wouldn't say they shut down Geno Smith, but they contained him very well. He had like 200-something yards. Uh, and it just, you know, I, I like them a lot. But I agree with you. we got to see more out of Purdy to kind of get a better idea of what that means for their playoff prospects. But uh, it, it definitely looks like everybody's chipping in, making it happen on that team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For for six through through ten for me, at six I have Dallas. They lost to Jacksonville. I didn't want to kill them too much because I think it was I think they overlooked Jacksonville looking at this game that's coming this week. And I I told you going into the weekend yeah. that that's that that that's what felt like what was happening. Yeah, they, they were making really, comments. Yep. They were really overlooking Jacksonville. And so I I think that was more the reason why they lost to Jacksonville. Not, not that you know they Jacksonville is a bad team. I still think Dallas is is top three um, AFC team or NFC teams. Um, I think, I think for top four NFC teams, like basically my list has my where I'm ranking currently the teams in the NFC. Um, if if I were to extract them out, like Minnesota, they move yeah. up one spot after that comeback against um, Indy. It's also, this is kind of like, how did that happen? Who did I drop out of my top ten? Oh, no. Baltimore? I'm, I'm, Baltimore, thank you. I was like, who did I drop out of my top ten? And then I got to Baltimore. So Minnesota moved up one spot. It's, this is more of a, that's, who, that's what it is, is Baltimore dropped, out, dropped down, which pushed Minnesota up. Yeah. And kind of push the Chargers up a little. Push the Chargers up a little too. They, they yeah, barely I, I like how you. I like how you did that though. Yeah, it's it's Tennessee. They barely beat barely beat Tennessee. So I have my, um, I still have my concerns about about the Chargers. Their run game. They did seem to shut down Henry, which is yeah. the biggest concern of the Chargers this year has been the run game. But they they're not. They have not been consistent. And they have not been consistent, and um, it's just—I—I'm I, very really hesitant to having them at eight. I—I'm not that solid on them there, and—and and they did it. They finally did it. They cracked my top ten <laughs> at number nine. I moved the Lions up six spots. Yeah. To to, to number nine after the win against the Jets. So I talked about. The resiliency, but also I, I came across this article on NFL.com. It's the five ranking the five seven seven teams. Okay. And this article epitomizes how I feel about the Lions. This it's it's I'm just gonna read the last paragraph of it, and you'll be like, yes, that's how I feel about the Lions. 
after Sunday's big road win in New York, the schedule sets up nicely for Detroit to make a postseason run, presenting three teams all under 500. Get a little assistance along the way, and the Lions could become just the second team in NFL history to start 1-6 and six and make the postseason, joining the 1970 Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, all this bubbling optimism is sure to make a lifelong Lions fan queasy. <laughs> Anticipating the rug getting pulled out in week eight in Green Bay, probably by Packers quarterback. I'm sorry, probably by backup Packers yeah, quarterback, Jordan Love, Jordan Love <laughs> because that's how these things usually go. Yes. Matt Flynn, anyone? Yeah. Anyways, they made it to my top 10. I'm finally fully on board with this team. And honestly, of all the teams in the NFC that have a shot at the playoffs, I wholeheartedly believe that currently right now, because it's going to go through Philadelphia, the best shot is Philadelphia to make the Super Bowl. The second best shot in the NFC is San Francisco to make the Super Bowl. Then Dallas, because I think Dallas and Philadelphia are very similar teams and and very, very comparable teams. Then Minnesota, and I think the fifth best team in the NFC to make the Super Bowl, the f- fifth highest chance in the NFC is the fucking Detroit Lions, which means they're going to lose their last three games. Oh, why'd you say that? <sighs> Fuckers. <laughs> Number 10, I have the Miami Dolphins. They lost to Buffalo. I'm not going to kill them. It, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I can't drop them after losing a hard-fought competitive game in Division to a team that I have in the top five. Yeah, I hear you on that, man. I felt similar in ways. Um, yeah, and so for me, I got uh, the Chargers at six. I moved them up two spots. It. it Feels a little high for me, especially because Herbert had two picks in that game. Uh, But I did it anyhow because I wanted to find a way to penalize Dallas and Baltimore on my board. And this was like the most logical move I could make to drop those guys down. Mm -hmm. And so at seven, I've got Dallas. If it weren't for their 10 wins, I might have dropped them lower. Uh, You know, another performance like that one, and I, I probably will, but... You know, Dallas, the big thing is that they're their own worst enemy. You know, they're getting in their own way. Like, whether they're trying to have Dak to do too much or what, I don't know. But uh, they they played way better as a team back in the Cooper Rush days mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Uh, at eight, I got the Ravens. I dropped them down one spot as well. You know, similar to Dallas, I'm respecting their record. And I know Lamar, you know, what? It was weird. He had one pass or whatever in that pass game. It was like, why did he even... Why did he even do that? You know, like they had uh, Huntley play the whole rest of the game. And so uh, either way, regardless of Lamar, I have concerns about Baltimore because when you watch their tape all year, they just it looks like there's cracks in that team. And and when J.K. Mm -hmm. Dobbins is healthy, it like takes that offense up a whole nother notch. But it's like the defense has been a little bit shaky. Lamar, when he plays a halfway decent defense, seems he's shaky. So I, I don't know. I'm just I'm they're on my watch list. At nine, I see you that looking at something. Injury. Yeah, no, that was another injury 
this week. I mean, you might have touched. No, you touched on it. Never mind. Because okay. you, you were talking about Baltimore, and it 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 clicked in my head that like they, but they put put it was Duvernay they put on IR. So and you kind of already touched on that. So sorry, I just. It's all good. It's all good. Ooh, Campbell <laughs> might be out. Calais What's Campbell that? got hurt. Calais Campbell. Calais, Campbell got hurt in the game. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know that. Uh, he, he I has, like yeah, he, he's he's a long shot to play this week. Um, he hurt his knee. Um, so that's what it was. Okay. Uh, Campbell and Peters might be out this week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, all right, so then at nine, James, I've got the Lions. I moved them up one spot. Like I mentioned earlier, there was kind of like that questionable pass interference non-call, uh, but that's okay. They're they're rolling, and I'm happy. Uh, Ten, I've got the Dolphins. I dropped them down one. Just a small ding for those guys. I think the real story with Miami is that Tua got back on track, Mostert had a freaking sweet run in that game. It was like a 60-something yarder, uh, and it gave Buffalo a run for their money. So I definitely didn't want to go farther down with them, uh, but the way the board kind of worked out, they got a little bit of a drop. Back mm-hmm. to you at 11, man. All right. At 11, 11, I have Cleveland. This is kind of 11-12, I have Cleveland-Baltimore. So when when I did my board and I did my rankings, you know, with, with how what I saw in Baltimore – um, I, I had moved them down a lot. And then what I saw at Cleveland, I had moved, moved them up one or two spots. But then when, when, before I sent my rings to you, I was looking at them and I realized that I basically had Baltimore and Cleveland flipped at 11 okay. and 12. So, or no, it was, it was Baltimore at, was, I had at 11 and I had Cle- um, Cleveland at 13. And when I looked at it, I was like, uh, I I can't have Cleveland ahead of Baltimore. So I kind of had to remake my rankings right in here to reflect that Cleveland just beat Baltimore. Sure. Uh, so Cleveland got a three-spot jump. Baltimore dropped five. The loser in that is Tennessee. They lost to the Chargers, who I had in my top ten. I had, had ranked ahead in them, and I dropped them one spot. It just kind of how it fell out with, and I can justify it with them losing, but with the Cleveland-Baltimore thing, I don't think Cleveland's two spots better than Baltimore, but definitely their one spot. So Tennessee ended up at 13 after reconfiguring there. 14, I have the New York Jets. I dropped them one spot. This is going to sound weird, but I think the benching of Zach Wilson was the best thing that could have happened to him. Yeah. Because he looked he looked like a different quarterback against the Lions. Yeah. And and I'm he not had talking, some big plays. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about just because of the plays he had. Just his his confidence, his even even the announcers were announcers were commenting on his footwork and his poise in the pocket. And that that was big for him because he was he had a lot of shoddy just um, mechanics before he was benched. So I I didn't want to kill the Jets too much, especially seeing as though 
I was bringing the Lions up to my top 10, I didn't think it would be justified to drop them much more than one. Yeah. At 15, I have Jacksonville. They beat Dallas. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a 30 it was a 40 to 34 win and you could you can make the argument that the touchdown in overtime was fluky. Yeah, I got you. You can make that argument, but still they came back and yeah, it probably was more on Dallas, but I just it felt right moving them up to the top 15 based on that win because like I've said, I've seen the progression of that team throughout the throughout the season where they seem seem they're starting to be more consistent and even when they lost to Detroit they were still they're still played they still played well in that game and had and they're still they're they're being more cons- playing more consistently so I thought it was appropriate to move them to 15 I got gotcha. you yeah I, I like the move uh, all right, so James, for me at 11, I've got Minnesota. I moved him up one spot. Hey, what do you know? 11 wins. You're at the 11th spot on my board. You know, I, I kind of dropped them down after that Detroit loss a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, maybe too low, but I, I wanted to have them below the Lions on my board. Uh, and then I, I didn't want to, like, overcorrect this week because even though they got the win, you know, they never should have they never should have been that close with Indy Man or, or uh-huh. that far down. And so, uh, you know, I, I thought, hey, you know, they're at 11 just outside the top 10. You know, that's kind of what they get, because once again, they got a win. But it was kind of a crazy win, just like I keep saying, going back to Chicago earlier in the year. Uh, they've had a lot of these dicey kind of games, but they pull them out. And so, you know, they're just a little suspect. Uh, at twelve, oh, a, I've got the Giants. A little, little suspect. Do you know what their point differential is? Oh, uh, if it was like the wrong way the last time I checked. I think they're now plus two. Okay, yeah, they were. Yep, they were negative going into last week. Yeah, they're plus two. The Lions are plus five. Okay. So. It's very, they're very suspect. I, I, I give you that. I give you that. Yes, I just yes. wanted to point out the point differential there. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. So at 12, I've got the Giants. Uh, I moved them up three spots. You know, kind of like we've been saying all year, you know, as Saquon goes, mm-hmm. so does this team. He ran like shit in recent weeks and they skid. Uh, and then he got back on track this past week against Washington especially in the second half, and they walked away with that game towards the end. Uh, 13, I've got the Commanders. I dropped them down two, you know, having tied the Giants just a couple weeks ago and then losing this past week, you know, that was an easy flop on my board. Uh, 14, I've got the Titans. They've now lost four straight, which is bad with the playoffs being right around the corner, so I moved them down one spot on my board. Uh, I think that they're going to have a chance to kind of like lock it back into gear this week since they're playing Houston, but that is a divisional game for them. So you kind of just never know. Uh, And I guess we'll see what happens with Tannehill. Uh, And then at 15, James, I've got the Jets. I dropped them down one spot. Uh, I didn't really even want to drop them, kind of like you were saying. You know, it was a a really hard-fought game against the Lions. Uh, I did like seeing rookie Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver for the Jets, had a solid game. 
uh, four receptions, 98 yards. You know, I just look at the Jets. They, they got Brees Hall. You know, he'll come back from injury next year. They got Garrett Wilson. You know, if they can figure out the quarterback thing, I don't know if Mike, Mike White's the guy long term, but uh, that defense has played great this year. You know, the future's bright for the Jets, man. And I, I think kind of like the Lions, you know, that's it's like Jets fans got to be happy about what they've been doing this year. Back to you at 16. All right. My, my 16, 17, 18, kind of, I just flopped a couple from last week. And I think, I think it's more of a, this is where I see these teams going. Like right now, yeah, I have the Giants at 16. They beat Washington. I had them at 18 last week. Um, and so they should be ahead of Washington. So I moved them, them ahead of Washington. Washington stayed the same. I had them at 17 last week. I thought, I thought, you know, 17 was about right for them. And they're currently in the playoffs. So, I mean, if you want you could make the argument that they should be higher because they're currently in the playoffs. Um, and then at 18, I have Seattle. And I dropped Seattle two spots. And, yeah, they lost to San Francisco. But I see this, this team in decline. And I think right now... If that if that Giants Seattle the Seattle and the Giants game was played this week, I think the Giants would win it. I think they I think Seattle would lose to Washington the way Seattle is playing right now. So I so I put my rankings to reflect that. And then nineteen and twenty, I had New Orleans and then Atlanta last week, and the, I have that the same this week. It's kind of New Orleans beat Atlanta. I'm not impressed by them beating Atlanta, especially because it was only a three-point win, and it was uh, it was only a three-point win, and it was uh, Desmond Ritter's first start in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and Atlanta got lucked out to stay in my top twenty because the team team I had teams I had immediately behind them either lost, and I also took a team out of my top twenty. I took a team out of my top fifteen that I I. I had said I was going to based on what was going on, what I was seeing with that team, and especially how that team lost. I, I dropped the team way down. So Atlanta kind of lucked out to stay in my, in my top 20. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, all right, flipping it back my way, James. I've got Green Bay at 16. I moved them up two spots. You know, I, I like seeing Aaron Jones shine for them as he usually does. Uh, interesting, neither team scored in that fourth quarter. Ended up really being a fairly boring game. Uh, but I don't know, man, there's something going on in Green Bay that, you know, and I don't know, like they made comments this past week about, oh, they could still get in the playoffs and this and that. I don't know if it's going to happen. I just, um, man, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, those those rookie wide receivers are getting better. You know they got the good running backs. It's like there's still stuff there. There's still reason for hope, but it's, it's, it's fading. It's dim. Uh, it's 17. I got the Patriots. I dropped them down one. Would have gone more, but, you know, I don't know. It, it, it was a wild game. Ramondre Stevenson, dude, had 172 yards on the ground. Uh, and, you know, we talked about the Jacoby Myers situation. So just a horrible way to lose that one. 18, I've got the Browns. I moved them up three spots. You know, last week we were talking about Watson put together like a good combined yardage performance this past week made me sort of rethink some things. He had six runs, which worries me that they could be cannibalizing Chubb and Hunt, which is not their recipe for success. I get it. Watson's 
you know, fairly mobile quarterback, but I want to see him doing more from the pocket Mm -hmm. and continuing to shake off that rust, which it it was like this week, maybe step back a little bit. Uh, At uh, 19, I've got Pittsburgh. I moved them up three spots. It was pretty underwhelming on offense for Pittsburgh, both in the pass game and in the run game, but their defense just like completely shut down Carolina. And uh, it gave them plenty of opportunities to pull ahead, which they did. So good for them. Uh, And then at 20, I've got Jacksonville. I moved them up four spots. Uh, You know, we we talked about it. You mentioned it. The ending was a little bit flukish. Uh, But, you know, like we say it every week with Jacksonville, when they're on, they can play with the best of them. Uh, It's just that they're young and they're a little bit streaky. Otherwise, I'd have them a lot higher on my board. Back to you at 21, man. All right. At 21, I have Pittsburgh. They got a two-spot bump after beating Carolina. It's just kind of like I had to put Pittsburgh ahead of Carolina because Carolina won. And also, when it came down to it, I had New England and Vegas so close together that Pittsburgh, that Carolina took probably more of a drop down than I thought they should have. But but it's it's what happened what what happened on my board this week. Uh, Vegas, I have them. Up four spots to 22. This was kind of like I had dropped New England, which is my number 23 team, down so much after what I'm seeing on that and how unimpressed I was with with that fucking last play and just how idiotic and how how bad of a team do you have to be to be that close to Vegas anyways. Um, And then it came down to it. So Vegas and New England were so close. So I had to put Vegas ahead of New England. So New England ended up dropping 12 spots um, to 23. Carolina is the the team that kind of lost out here to drop two spots to 24, just simply because of the whole Vegas-Carolina thing, or uh, Vegas-New England thing. And Carolina lost, so they, they lost out. New England... I'm sorry, Houston at 25. They play. They always play tough against Kansas City. Um, always play tough against Kansas City, and it's always. But they always end up losing to Kansas City. Uh, they drop down one spot, and it's this is also because every single team. Oh, I have a fuck up on my board. Um, <laughs> that I think every single team that. Uh, was behind them either lost or beat or were so far down that I couldn't um, move uh, whatchamacallit I couldn't move Houston behind them I'm sorry I'm trying to fix you. my board as I go but yeah, yeah so it is, so the Houston ends up at 25 for me okay uh, all right, so at 21, James, I've got Carolina. I dropped them down four spots. I think I got a little ahead of myself last week with how big of a bump I gave them. So this is a bit of a correction there, uh, mimicking what you're saying. I wanted to have them below Pittsburgh. Uh, and it was tough, you know, this past week watching their run game disappear uh, because that's really like part of their recipe for success since Wilkes took over as head coach. Uh, but Pittsburgh stifled them, man. Uh, 22 got Seattle. I dropped them down two spots. They've now lost four out of their last five, and they've got two tough matchups coming up with Kansas City and then the New York Jets. 
uh, their playoff picture or their playoff chances quickly slipping away. Uh, I, I still say, even if they miss the playoffs, much better season than anybody could have anticipated going into the year. I thought it was uh, 20, five of six. Is it five of six? Maybe I missed one. Maybe I miscounted. Uh, I'll let you check that out. At 23, I've got you're right, Tampa. You're right. It's four or five. Okay. Gotcha. Because and it was so Thursday night. Okay. Never mind. I that's <laughs> where I messed up. It was Thursday night, so I was I added an extra loss in there. So last time last time it was actually four out of five. So I just assumed it was five of six now. Because it gotcha. was saying we did Friday. Okay, I gotcha. Um yeah, and so um Tampa Bay at twenty three, even though they beat Seattle earlier in the year, I flipped them on my board. Basically, I just think Tampa Bay is playing subpar compared to Seattle, and they both have the same record. I'm, I'm sorry, Seattle has one more win right now, uh, and so I just kind of thought, okay, you know, I'm going to make that move. At 24, I've got the Raiders. I moved them up three spots. James, I don't even know what to say about that team. Really don't. I just think it's interesting that Bill Belichick struggles against his disciples. Um you know, they were saying he's like, I don't know, 500 or something against guys that worked for him, which was kind of weird because he just like smokes everybody else. But uh, either way, the Raiders, super streaky this year, hard to trust. 25, I've got the Saints, move them up three spots. Guess what happened, James? They got Taysom Hill involved in the action, like I was kind of saying a few weeks ago. And what do you know? They got the win. And so uh, good for them. But Still very disappointing year for the Saints. Back to you at 26. 26, I have Tampa Bay. I dropped them down one spot. It's It feels a little high having Tampa Bay at 26, but I have to remember that they still are the have the best record in their division, even though I have every single team in their division ranked ahead of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, that's that's how bad this team is. Yeah. How does that work? At twenty-seven, I have the Colts. I didn't drop them after that after losing to Minnesota. I had Minnesota in my top ten. Plus, all my teams around here lost except for two, which we'll get to in a minute. Sure. Uh, we'll get to one of them, and then one of them's in my dumpster fire. So, like, where was I really going to put the Colts? Because I couldn't put the teams that won this week much higher than where they are. Um, 28, I have the Bears. I really, when it came down to it, I thought they played tough against Philadelphia. And they had a shot shot at winning that game. And I really wanted to move them up. But I couldn't justify it. I, I couldn't with these teams. I think the teams that I have at 26, 27 would still beat Chicago as bad yeah. as I think the other two teams are. That's I think they're I think Chicago would lose to them. I think twenty eight might be a little bit high for Chicago. Um but it's just all these teams around here are absolutely pathetic. <laughs> absolutely pathetic. This is when what I sent you and I didn't notice this till now I forgot to put two teams. At twenty nine I have Denver. I had sent you it with Arizona, but Denver beat Arizona, so Denver should be ranked ahead of Arizona. I don't think Denver sure. should be ranked ahead of any much much more teams in the league, 
but at a minimum, they should be ranked ahead of the team they just beat. Sure. And then, so they moved up one spot, and Arizona dropped one spot to 30 after losing to Denver. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, back over my way, I've got Atlanta at 26. I dropped them down three spots. The Saints had their number twice this year, and both teams sporting a 5-9 and nine record. So it only made sense to get Atlanta below New Orleans on my board. Uh, 27, I've got the Bears. I dropped them down two. I'm trying to keep them ahead of the Rams and the Colts just because I like their prospects at quarterback more, at least for this season. You know, I know uh, Stafford, hey, he's coming back next year. I guess he made some comments about possibly retiring after the neck injury. Um, you know, and so next year it's it's too far away. We're looking at this week. Mm -hmm. uh, and so then I've got the Rams at 28. I dropped them down two. Uh, you know, messed up that Baker came out first week with them, got the win. Uh, you know, this past week, not so much. He wasn't able to replicate that success against an underperforming Packers team. Uh, 29, I got the Colts. I'm keeping them where they were at. They showed some signs of life, uh, which is more than I can say about the next couple teams on my board. Uh, and then at 30, Denver, just like you, James, I flipped them with Arizona, you know, um, they just both suck, like you said. Dumpster yeah. fire, you're winning. At 31, man. I have Green Bay. Though you may argue Green Bay won this week. Yeah, they beat my 32 team, <laughs> the Rams. So where the fuck are they going to go? The above Arizona? I think Green Bay would lose to Arizona. Honestly, I don't. I don't see Green Bay winning much more games this year. Except for week 18 against the Lions to crush our soul. Um, <laughs> and the Rams, look, yeah, I, I understand your argument when you get to your 30, your, your worst team. Dumpster fire, yeah. Your, your dumpster fire. But I think, I think that the team you have in your dumpster fire, at least one of them, don't belong there based on where they're playing. I think it's more of a, I think, the argument you're making is more based on their schedule. And yeah. It's more based on their schedule and how they're playing better teams that are better than, than how that team's actually performing. Cause I think that team's performing well. Um, and the Rams just fucking blow. Uh, but it does well still said. hold true. It does still hold well true said. that yes. every year, at least one team that plays on Championship Sunday doesn't make the playoff the following year. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Pretty freaking wild. Um, all right, so for me, 31, I got the Cardinals. Kind of talked about it. I flipped them in Denver. Uh, 32, I've got Houston. And, you know, still two games below the next worst team. I've been saying it for a long time, James. I want to bump them, but I need them to get a win. If they get a win, I will definitely bump them. Until then, I got to stick to my word. But I agree with you. They do show signs of life. They do play some inspiring football. But fucking one we one win is brutal, dude. Yeah, I I'll give you that. I would just like what before we go to the picks. The last comment on the power rankings. There's now. Um, Five teams eliminated from playoff contention. Okay. And 
those five teams we have in the bottom in our bottom five bottom set bottom bottom uh, bottom six somewhere but it's uh arizona was eliminated and denver has now been eliminated and and the rams were eliminated from the playoffs i believe that was just this past week they were eliminated okay um, and then houston and chicago had previously been eliminated I gotcha mean, i wish i could go back and see last week's but I think the Rams, I'm pretty sure the Rams and the Cardinals were eliminated this past week. I'm not certain about Denver. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, that's good to know, man. I appreciate you letting me in on that. Uh, are you good there? Yes. All right. Well, cool. Well, let's switch it on over and let's do our week 16 game picks. Uh, real quick, James. We both went 11 wins last week. You are now sitting at 128 on the year, good for 57%. I am sitting at 139 on the year, uh, good for 62%. And so whenever you're ready, man, go ahead and give it a rip. So I, I, I had to go back and check because I thought I had, caught, I had picked um, Baltimore – over, I'm sorry, Cleveland. Cleveland over Baltimore. Over Baltimore. Did we? Did I miss that? Um, because I, I, I may have may have misspoken because I'm looking at my notes from my from my model last week. Okay. And I had Cleveland winning 19 to 17. Okay. In my model. Well, we but, can always check the tape. But I went. I went back. I went back and looked, and I put, I went back to to the tape and I think or no I went back to my other notes on who I picked and it looks like I did pick Baltimore but I didn't note it as an override okay so I'm I ha I still have to go back and check the tape on that one yeah check the tape let me know you know we'll switch it up if we got it wrong on the sheet no big deal yeah cuz I cuz I cuz everything everything I have is telling me that basically telling me I picked Cleveland Oh, I know, man. You know, and I'm I'm up by eleven with uh, what three weeks to go. So every win's gonna count for you, you know. Yeah. So I I still have I still have to go back. Like I didn't I didn't actually look at the sheet till like an hour before we we started today. So I I haven't gone back and checked, and it could be right. I could have picked picked Baltimore, but all my notes say Cleveland for some reason. Anyways. We will go to starting with Thursday night game. We have uh, Jacksonville at oh, and also this week for those out there that that forget the majority of the games are on Saturday, not Sunday. They're, they're, they have they have a triple header on um, on on Christmas Day this year, much like they do on Thanksgiving Day. But those are the only three games on Sunday. So the high they're doing the normal normal. Two windows on Saturday with a Saturday night game, which is going to be the NBC Sunday night game. Um, but then, then they have the Thursday game and the Monday night game this week. Just, just, good, just yeah, good to point that out, out there. Yeah. Um, but first up, we have Thursday night Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. So when I, I modeled this out, modeled this out, I came up with a twenty to nineteen 
victory for the Jets. Okay. But what concerns me about this game is Trevor Lawrence is playing so much is playing so much better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach yeah. Wilson showed a little bit against the Lions with how he how he's kind of corrected some of his issues. But I think the Jets I think the Jets are on the decline. They started hot and they're kind of declining and I think the Jaguars are are on the up. So I'm going to override my model this week and go with Jacksonville. Not very confidently go with Jacksonville, but I'm going to go with Jacksonville. No, hey, I, I hear you. And I, I think you can make a good case there, like you pointed out with Trevor Lawrence. Um, for me, I'm going with the Jets. I, you know, my model's really close. And it, it has it as a two and a half point game going to the Jets. Um, but when I look at the heat map, it's like they're trading back and forth all the way down. Uh, I look at it like this. It's in New York, and both of these teams are still in the playoff hunt, and it's kind of like an early playoff game of sorts. Uh, and so I want to give the favor to the Jets, who I think are playing better defense, and that could be the big factor in them pulling out the win here. Next game we have is Atlanta at Baltimore. I'm looking at my notes for my model. Yes. And my model has this game as a tie. <laughs> as as a legit tie, not that point oh 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 whatever. Like yeah. I went out like twenty five decimal points. They're just locked. And it's it's locked as a dead heat tie. I got to adjust some shit in my model, man, because I got Baltimore, like, winning steadily here. Yeah, and which is – and I can see that. But for some reason, my model's coming up with tie. I haven't, I haven't dug into, like, where – what why it's thinking this tie. Maybe it's pulling something from, from Ritter, or maybe it's the lack of uh, stats on Ritter that's kind of throwing it off. I bet uh, you that's why mine is – got such a big spread is because of Ritter. I'm glad you just said that. So, I I, I think Baltimore is going to win the game. So, that's I, I gave them the edge because it's at Baltimore. I And I don't want to pick a tie because that, that's just absurd. Um, so, I'm going to go with, uh, with Baltimore in that game. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'm going Baltimore as well. My model's got them winning by nine. Uh, and, you know, they've been underperforming recently in my opinion some of that's injuries some of that's other reasons uh but with it being a nine point spread in the model i definitely gotta pick them it's in baltimore uh heat map is big time in their favor and so I, I'm, I'm sticking with the model here all right next up we have the detroit lions at the carolina panthers and it's interesting, I model this, so when I do my picks, I, I do my picks, and then I decide where I think I'm going to override my model Yeah. before I even look at the spreadsheet. And we'll get a little bit more into it with yours. I'm curious what your model has, but I have, my model has Carolina winning by five. Okay. And... 
I just can't see it. The way the Lions are playing, last week, last week against the Jets, my model had the Jets winning by a touchdown. And the week before, it's it's just I'm trying to figure out this, and this might be overzealous on the Lions, but I'm going to override my model and think the Lions are Lions win this game. I'm just curious at what your model said about the game. Sure. Yeah. So you got it at five. My model has it as a one point spread in Carolina's favor. And I think when I'm looking at my heat map, uh, what I would say is that there's room for me to upgrade Wilkes and his coaching staff. And if I did that, it could probably get it closer to what you have for that five point spread. Um, but, and I, and I probably should do that, but I, I'm overriding the model like you, and I'm going with Detroit because I just, I, you know, I don't know, drinking the Kool-Aid, eating the cornbread, whatever. Uh, I just see how much conviction they have and how much fire they're playing with, and they know they got to win this game. I think Carolina, they're a much stronger defense, uh, mm-hmm. but the Lions offensively, you know, that offensive line is dominant and that can, that can let them really run their offense, even against a really tough defense. And so, uh, I'm going to override the model and I'm keeping my fucking fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed. Hopefully that sheds some light on what I got going on here since you were curious. No, I was just curious at, at where your model was because I had noticed and you had marked it as you overrode your model on it. So I was just curious how how close our models were because sometimes, like last week, I forget what game it was. Oh, it was yeah, we had Indian- a lot that were like spot it was on. A, it was and then we had like Minnes- one or two that were like wildly off. It was the Minnesota game. My model had Indy winning by two. And yours had Minnesota winning by like 12 or 14. Yeah. And, and, and then like, it ends up being a wild game. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so this was where I was Buffalo at Chicago. Yeah. So, this game in my model is closer than I thought it would be. Um, it's actually a three point win by Buffalo. And, and that's kind of consistent with. Um, with what was what I have going on with with the Bears in my model recently, I have them not quite good enough to win, but good enough to keep games close. Sure. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna go with Buffalo on it. I think my model the three point win. I think it's a little closer than the game will be, but I'm gonna go with with Buffalo in this game. I got you. Uh, so for me, I've got uh, Buffalo by sixteen. And so, uh, you know, I'm sticking with the model, whether or not they, they win by 16, I guess I'm, I'm, I don't know, maybe while we're talking, I'll try to check out what their line is, uh, you know, with the sport book, but, um, you know, 16 is obviously a fat freaking spread, uh, mm-hmm. especially when it's on the road. It's just that, you know, heat map wise, the only category Chicago is better is with their running game. Uh, and that's just because Buffalo doesn't really feature the running game. You know, I it's mean, Josh Allen, half, if I plugged way. some of him into it, then maybe they'd be better. So it's, it's eight and a half. 
Yeah, so I'm doubling the spread, which is kind of wild. But either way, uh, you know, we're only picking the winner here, so I'm going Buffalo. And, and, you know, Buffalo might be taking their foot off the gas a little bit in this game, too. So you never know. Never, never know. Next game up we have, and this is an interesting one in my model. I'll get to New Orleans at Cleveland. My model does not have a touchdown scored in this game. Hmm. My model has a 12 to 9 victory by Cleveland. Which I thought was very interesting because this is the I'm glancing back and I think this is the first game since I started modeling. Let me let me see if I can go back to to more weeks. At least in the last 4 weeks this is the first game that I didn't have a single touchdown scored in. Uh, okay. In the game for either team, I'm going to go back. Um, I, I'll go back a couple weeks while you're you're talking about it, but to see if I can find a week where I didn't have. So I because yeah. I started my model like week six. So so, but I'm 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 with Cleveland in this game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Cleveland as well. My model's got Cleveland by five and a half, which I can tell you I definitely don't trust. Um, you know, the Buffalo one, obviously, that was a monster spread. Cleveland, you know, five and a half is closer, but still pretty big when you look at kind of like how they've been sputtering on offense. And um, I, I've tried to, like, rein in some of my ratings with Watson, uh, but it just – it's – I probably need to handicap some of the running back ratings a little bit. Like we talked about with Watson running more, it kind of cannibalizes like their true run game. Uh, New Orleans on paper has the better defense offensively, very inconsistent, mostly like inadequate unless they get Taysom Hill involved. Like I kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, And so I I feel good about Cleveland. I just, um, you know, I, it's interesting that you're saying no touchdowns because I could see it being a very low scoring game. Um, but sometimes those games, those are the ones that surprise you. So, yeah. And I, and I went back and checked out all the scores for, for my model. And the only previous one that I had close to it is I had a 10 to seven. Okay. Game, which obviously had two touchdowns scored in. And yeah. I have another one this week. That's, that's somewhat close. Um, but it's has a touchdown score. I have two that are close, but at least they have a touchdown scored in those games. And we'll get get to those when um, when we get to those games. But sure. yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Next up, we have Seattle at Kansas City. I was shocked at the final score of my model to this game. What do you get? 24 to 23 Kansas City. Well, Seattle's I, in desperation mode. And I don't think these teams are that close. Like, no. like Seattle is definitely on the decline. Kansas City is one of the best teams in the league. They ha- have Mahomes. I'm, I'm on Kansas City, but I... I don't know why my model has it so close. I could not find 
what was throwing my model that like that. I think that honestly, Seattle to some degree has similarities to the New York Giants in that if you can shut down Kenneth Walker, mm-hmm. you're going to beat Seattle. Uh, whether or not Kansas City can do that, you know, that remains to be seen. We'll find out this week. Um, I do have the Kansas City defensive front seven significantly stronger than the Seattle offensive line. But I will say that the Seattle offensive line has overperformed this year with their two rookie tackles. And so, you know, that's something I could probably fudge up a little bit. It would still be in Kansas City's favor. Uh, This is another one in my model that's a wild spread. It's 15 and a half. I don't know. You know, it's kind of like the Buffalo one where Buffalo's offense can be so explosive. You never know what could happen. Kansas City's offense is so explosive. You never know. It could happen. Uh, 15's big to put money on. I'm just picking the winner, so I'm picking Kansas City, man. Next up, we have the Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. And this game here, I could see Minnesota kind of having... Let it go to keep the Jets in the picture? (laughs) having, Having a little... Well, no, it's the they're the Giants they're playing. So how how would Minnesota? Oh, let... yeah. I don't know why I was thinking the Jets. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I the Jets see... are. Uh, yeah, the Jets are playing. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Are we already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy cow! I'm having an issue here, James. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, maybe I said New York Jets met, met, and threw you. If Crossed I did, my I wires, man. Crossed New York my Giants. wires. What I was going to say is, I could see having, I could see Minnesota having a letdown. Yeah, um, we already talked game. about the Jets. They're playing Jacksonville. There we yeah. go. Sorry. They, they, I could see the Minnesota having a letdown in this game. They had that big emotional comeback against Indianapolis. They clinched the division. They honestly have, but they honestly have hopes still of having the number one, number one, um, no, the number one seed in the. In the NFC, thank you. If I could, if I could speak, um, <laughs> they have their two games behind Philadelphia with three to left. Three left. Honestly, this week might be be the be the week where Philadelphia wraps up the number one seed. Yeah, because they have the tiebreaker on Minnesota. I don't believe they have the tiebreaker on. Just saying two and two be the same. Yeah, they would have the tiebreaker on. It would be like the third or the fourth tiebreaker um, on San Francisco. Okay. But they would have to lose like all three of their games. So they basically, they basically could, with a win this week. Philadelphia could wrap up the number one seed in in the division. Yeah. Or in the So conference. I mean Minnesota. So Minnesota's still in it. Um I could see a letdown. I'm not gonna predict a letdown because I think I think Minnesota will be able to if not hold um Sorry, wife sent a weird message. If, if not, I, 
I'm just going to go with Minnesota on it. I, I don't feel good <laughs> about yeah. the situation going into the game with the letdown that could be could happen yeah. to Minnesota, but I'm going to I'm going to stick stick with Minnesota in the game. I gotcha. Yeah, and I'm going Minnesota. My heat map is entirely green with exception to the defensive coordinator, which I give the favor to the Giants. Uh, And so it's hard for me to pick against the Vikings. It's just that, like you said, you know, what are they really playing for at this point? It's kind of early to, like, totally just go on cruise control. Um, And I think that they want to show people that they do belong where they're at, especially after that, you know, kind of weird come from behind win last week. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, the Giants, they're obviously fighting for their playoff life still. They're in it now and they want to stay in it. And mm-hmm. so I think that they're playing for more. Uh, but I do believe Minnesota's the better team. And so, you know, if this was week 17 or week 18, I might flip it. But for now, I'm going with the Vikings, man. Next up, we have Cincinnati at New England. Yeah, what's going on here, James? You're freaking me out with this pick, man. I know. My my model comes up with a 26-20 victory by New England. And I sit down and look. They can score 26? Is that all defense? It might be all defense. They did score 24 this past week. I know, I know. Um, I you know nothing through the air, all running and fucking defense. <laughs> True, or and, special and teams. Yeah, and I, I'm 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 gonna look up look up something on my on my model. Why? It's, it's so my model has all basically last ten games, last ten games at home, last ten. 10 games as an away team, as a favorite. Everything is all as an underdog at home. Last 10 games as, as an underdog. Um, last 10 games as a home team as an underdog. So I don't, like, everything in my model, if I read it, read into, like, the, the trends that go into my model, it should come up with Cincinnati. Okay. It sh- it should like especially when you when I get to the last ten games as an underdog. Straight up, New England is two and eight. Okay, they've lost their last three. Last last ten games as a home underdog. Underdog, they have lost their last five. So you're you're just saying they're due is what you're telling me. It's and like, I, you know, when you play roulette and it's like red, 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 red. Oh, you got to put it on black. Black is due. Yeah. And so, so and I'm trying to like look and see why my model is coming up with. Maybe because it's in New England. Maybe because yeah, Bill Belichick. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't pick the Patriots. I, I got Cincy by seven. And I, I feel like that's actually a very appropriate spread for this game. I think this is one where they could actually go over it because Cincinnati is that good offensively. New England is like all defense. And so maybe they slow them down. I just, I have 
zero faith in New England's offense, man. And so, you know, since he's going to score at some point, you know, it's not like New England's going to hold the ball for 40 or 45 minutes or something crazy. So, mm-hmm. so, so I figured it out in my model. New England has won their last three games against the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Yeah, so it's um, got like yeah, there's that's a factor. I got you. And average points for average average score of their la- uh, last three games is thirty seven point three to fifteen point seven. Oh New man, England. that's a big spread. Yeah. So the last last three games. Two of them were in uh, Foxborough. One of them was in Cincinnati. They won 34 to 13. They won 35 to 17, and they won 43 to 17. But here's the thing about them is that the most recent ga- that's 2014, 2016, and 2019. Oh yeah, I don't know if it's relevant, but I, I hear what you're saying. So I think. I think my model's picking up something something to that effect. I'm going to stick yeah. with stick with New England in it and say that New England is going to win the game. Sure. And obviously you went with the Bengals. Um, excuse me. So we have Houston at Tennessee. Yes, we do. I did not like... I did not hear the Tannehill news. I had not seen the Tannehill news. Yeah, because, I, you know, I'm going to try and look it up real quick. It concerns me. So this pick is subject to change. And it, very, very likely out. Oh, very likely out for season. Not just this whoa. week. Holy shit. Whoa. Uh, Okay, that's not good. Um, that's not good. This this pick, we're, we'll just say this pick is subject to change for both of us. I modeled this out at nineteen to fourteen Tennessee. I don't think my model took into account the um, Tannehill news. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna stick with with Tennessee, and that's probably also why the spread is only three and a half. Oh shit. Um, I don't know what I was doing when I put this in here. I put it in as Robert Tannehill <laughs> into my model. Uh, okay. Let me just update it because this is an easy one for me to update. I'll tell you where I'm at now. I tell you what, I do like Malik Willis's mobility. Um, yeah. uh, I, I still got Tennessee. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I'm taking Tennessee still. It, it's tough because... You know, Houston, it's just Houston on paper is not good. And this game is in Tennessee. You know, they can ride Derrick Henry. Tennessee's deep. I mean, you know, Tennessee is on a a bad skid. But their defense can be really good when they're on. Uh, I think that they're getting into desperation mode for their playoff picture. And Vrabel... I just I gotta have faith in Brable, man. He always mm-hmm. finds a way to out coach and and just get more out of his team than what they really have on paper. Yeah, I I agree there, and I 
and like I said, I might change it. I might not. I looking looking at the spread. I think the Tannehill injury was factored in without factoring it in. Okay. Because I kind of like I my model has some spread information in there and various other things. I'm I hesitantly sticking with t- Tennessee. I don't like the prospect prospects of Willis even though I was really high on him coming into going into the draft they just got to feed Henry and yeah. let Willis get out of the pocket and try to do something that way mm-hmm. alright next up we have the Washington Commanders at the San Francisco 49ers this is one of the games I mentioned earlier that have are weirdly low scoring. Okay. I have this, but I have a touchdown in this game. <laughs> I have San Francisco winning 13 to nine. And 13 to nine. With, okay. Yeah. So touchdown, two field goals. I got you. I'm sticking with San Francisco winning. I think San Francisco is the better team. I, I did like what I read with Washington that, uh, what's his face? Young is uh, he's going to be back soon. He's not going to be back this week, so that's going to that goes to San Francisco's favor. Favor, so I'm going to stick with San Francisco. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I got to stick with San Francisco. I've, I've got these teams, you know, that far apart on my board. You know, I, I'm feeling really good about San Francisco, even with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Uh, McCaffrey has been running really well. You know, the defense has been playing lights out. Um, you know, looking at my heat map, uh, I do give right now because Debo, I got him out with that high ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. I give a little bit of the edge to the Washington receivers, but I just, that's not enough to swing anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then really like I, I probably like I got a one point swing for Heineke over Purdy, but it's just because Purdy's such an unknown commodity at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't need to lean on him. And so it's, you know, Washington is going to be more reliant on Heineke than San Francisco is going to be on Purdy. And so uh, I'm taking San Fran. My model's got it by four and a half. I feel good about that. Uh, next up, we have the game. The game, Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to yeah, decide. Yeah, which may or may not have Jalen Hurts. Yes. That doesn't matter. With or without Jalen Hurts, I have Dallas winning this game. It's not going to decide the um, the division this week. It's close to deciding the division. Basically, Philadelphia needs one win and one Dallas loss right now to decide the division because they're separated by three games after this week it will be separated by two games um so it's and then you go to the tiebreakers whatever i have dallas winning this game 30 30 to 24 i'm not confident in dallas in dallas the way they gave up the game against jacksonville but i thought that that was predictable with the looking ahead and i thought dallas was really looking ahead towards this game so yeah. they won't be looking ahead after the, or won't be looking ahead during this game, which will refocus them, and I think they'll be able to hold on in this game. 
I got you. Yeah, so I, I've got Dallas here too, James. And um, my model, I have just put in there that Jalen Hurts is going to be out. If I plug him in, it swings it back to Philly. But here's the thing. Even if he plays, I would still pick Dallas here because Philly is in the catbird seat right now in the NFC. Uh, Hurts is hurt. There's no reason to push him, and there's definitely no reason to show any more than you need to of your cards to Dallas. And so uh, I think they're fine letting this game go. They're going to play good. They're going to, you know, they don't want to, you know, let guys get cold or get rusty or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's no reason to push it and risk it coming back to bite him in the ass later. So I'm going Dallas here, man. I know that that's kind of like a weird explanation, but no, know. it makes complete sense. I, I was saying, I said, since when Dallas lost to Philly, I've been saying since then that it, if Dak is healthy at the next go around, Dallas will win the game. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the Saturday night game on NBC of, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers one day after the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Oh, yeah. So, my model has Vegas winning 21 to 19. That's tight. It's a very tight game. Um, I'm going to stick with my model. It's not really... Like... It, it's kind of like even for like everything with each, each team. It's like the trends that go into my model, like the last five, last 10, last five, for, it's kind of like it's equally bad yeah. for, for each team. So there's nothing I can glean from the trends. Um, I think, I think if you look at how Vegas played last week with, I think Vegas is going to be out to show that last week's win wasn't a fluke. Even yeah, though you know, it it's, feels it's, like it was a fluke. It's tough. I, I, I'm looking at the AFC playoff picture here, and you know both these guys are six and eight, which honestly that that's a win for Pittsburgh with everything they had going on coming into this year. To be honest, um, but Miami is at eight and six, and and I'm showing them right now on the NFL.com playoff picture that they're the the last team on this playoff picture and and so you're talking a two game spread with three to go i think it's too far away for either of these teams to get in the playoffs i think because of that there's no like edge in terms of like intensity or desperation you know they're both like at that same it means the same amount to each of these guys uh mm -hmm. pittsburgh you know tomlin already talked about the franco thing he wants to win this one for him and I think, um, you know, the players are going to want to fight hard and do that and honor him. 
you know, whether or not they get the win, nobody knows. But my model has Pittsburgh winning by three and a half. Uh, I do like them with Kenny Pickett, and I believe he's playing. And so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Pittsburgh here, man. I just I don't trust the Raiders. Uh, I like Tomlin as a coach, and I like the direction that the Steelers are moving in. So and and it's in Pittsburgh. So I'm going there, man. Next up, we have the early window game on Christmas Day. The Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Yay, Christmas time of year. My model has this game as a 27 to 26 win by Green Bay. Okay. You said I 27 have, to 26? Yes. That's tight. I have... I like more of what I see coming out of um, Miami than I do Green Bay. Plus, if my math is correct, um, Green Bay is currently a game and a half out with three to play. But I believe Green Bay lost to Seattle. I know they lost to Detroit. I'm just, I think they lost to Seattle. They lost, okay, so they lost to Washington. They lost to New York. They lost to Washington. Doesn't look like they played Seattle. No, they didn't play Seattle. Okay. So they lost to Washington and they lost to the to to the Giants. Um, I was I was thinking they could theoretically be eliminated after this loss, but I don't think I don't think they have a chance. I I'm just gonna say that it's they have too many teams to too many losses this year to make the playoffs. I think at nine losses, they'll effectively not have a ch- chance to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to go with with Miami in this. I just like more what I see in the game and from, from Miami than I do from Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. I've got Miami by five and a half in my model. And it's it's another one of these weird ones where the heat map is entirely green for Miami, uh, except for one spot, which is the running back category, which it, it gives the favor to Green Bay, obviously, with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Um, and, you know, I, I I feel good after this past week seeing Tua get back on track. Mm-hmm. If he had a third bad game in a row, I would probably be really hesitant picking this game. Uh, but he bounced back, and... You know, they're like at the bottom of that AFC picture. They're going to want to win. And so I, I feel feel good about it, man. I'm going Miami. Next up, we have Denver at the Rams. Sweet. Two teams, what a bunch of losers. <laughs> two teams that have nothing to play for. Yes. Um, what it boiled down to, my, my model has this as a 10-9 to 9 victory by the Broncos. I've got it a one-point spread the other way, James. What a fucking (laughs) awesome game we have going on here. Yeah. As my son would say, 
two sucky teams. Yes. Um, it's it's in Denver's best interest to lose the game more than the chart or Rams' best interest to to lose the game because who the Rams? It doesn't matter what the fuck happens to them. They don't have a first round pick anyways. They're they're trying to save face with that yeah. first round pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Denver just because I think the Rams are are even worse than the fucking Broncos. See, dude, now now you just bothered me because I was picking the Rams either way by one is what my model has it. But now I, I'm, like, even more confident that the Rams are going to win because Denver wants to lose so that their draft pick stays good or better, and the Rams want to win so that their draft pick gets worse for the Lions because uh, it's about saving face. Shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking the Rams. This is such a horrible game. <sighs> Here's the thing. The Rams want to win, which is why they're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Do you find it a little weird that there was talk this week about Stafford retiring when all offseason we heard about McVay retiring, Aaron Donald mm-hmm. retiring, everybody and their mom retiring, and then they all came back. And now look at what a disaster it was. Either you're committed to it or you're not, man. Yeah, no shit. I mean, you know, you you read, I'm sure, probably the Andrew Luck stuff about how committed he was and, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, they got to be all in or all out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Are we done ra- ragging on these two pathetic teams? Yeah, it's probably a good choice. Let's go to two uh, more pathetic teams. Yeah, exactly. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my gosh. What the fuck are they doing on Christmas Day? James, I I do want to just plant the seed here. Question of the week is going to relate to Tampa Bay. So, you know, I I may only say so much here. All right. Um, So, (laughs) Tampa Bay is the best team in their division. The division winner in the NFC South might be 8-9 and nine when it's all said and done. Because um, there's no way Tampa Bay is winning their last three games. And if, if they do lose another game and, and New Orleans keeps winning, or Atlanta keeps winning, Tampa Bay might even miss the fucking playoffs. Oh, yeah. And Brady, hey, man, they're saying he's coming back. And he might be playing somewhere else, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, I modeled this out, and I don't know how this game is this high scoring. I have Tampa Bay winning 27 to 24. And my question is, is how how, how the hell do they score 51 points? Defense, pick sixes. (laughs) Defense. Um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this game, but, man, I... I'm probably not going to watch a minute of football on Christmas Day, and I'm oh, not yeah. missing shit. I'm not, yeah, missing, you, I'm not missing a damn thing. Just put it on in the background and, you know, yeah. No, get, I, won't get, even, get I won't be home, so I won't, I won't have a choice for it on in the background. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you're in good shape. You're not missing much. Uh, 
I'm going Tampa Bay as well. I got them by five in my model. I think, you know, Arizona with Trace McSorley. I'm fine with Tampa Bay by five. I think they'll they'll find a way. Brady's in desperation mode. Uh, Arizona's pretty much effed. So, yeah, I, I go Tampa Bay here, man. Now we have the Monday night game yes. of the Chargers at the Colts. Another fucking phenomenal team in the in the mix here. Hey, the Colts still have ha, still have a chance to make the playoffs. Some fucking yeah. how. They still have a shot to make the playoffs. And my model actually has the Colts winning this game. It's because of that tie, isn't it? Uh, I think it is. Let me take a look at it real quick. Um, I think it is because of the tie. It's got to be because they've got – if they won out, they'd be at seven. And the Dolphins, if they lost out, are at eight. The Dolphins and Chargers could – well, the, yeah, the Dolphins and Chargers could lose out and still be at eight wins. Well, I guess – all right, so hang on. It's it's because of the division. The Colts could end up, what, knocking off the Titans? The Colts could still win the division. Because they could beat out the Titans if the Titans lose out. There you go. That's yeah, what it that's, is. Yeah, that's what it is. I knew it was something. Like, <laughs> it's just. And, and the Titans could lose out with the way they've been playing lately, man. Ex- ex- exactly. But the um, Colts won't win out, so it doesn't matter. My model has the Colts winning this game by three. What? I know. <laughs> what? James. It had the same thing for. For fucking last week against Minnesota, and that almost came true. So I don't know what the fuck to think. So are you overriding it because you got the Chargers on the spreadsheet? I'm overriding my model. There's no way in fuck the Colts beat beat the Chargers. Dude, dude, you you're freaking me out, man. You must have been smoking that California cig of weed when you did your model for the Colts here. <laughs> I I got the Chargers by nine and the. I know that they're hard to trust, okay? But the Colts, you can't back them. And, you know, the Chargers, they, they have been getting healthier. And it's, um, you know, what are the odds that Herbert has two bad games in a row? You know, I, I don't know. I got to go. I got to go with the Chargers, man. I think mm-hmm. the Chargers are better than the Vikings. And the Vikings pulled off a 33-point comeback last week. So I got to go Chargers. Exactly. And then we have next Thursday, the Dallas Cowboys at the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Early early modeling, I have Tennessee winning the game. I have a light a letdown by Dallas after beating Philadelphia and actually giving that would give Philadelphia the division. Okay. So I'm with yeah, the Titans. I, I got you. I've got uh, I've got Dallas winning it by three, and that's that's early. You know, I'll get to polish it next week when we go into it. I think it'll be a bigger spread as we get closer. Um, but we'll see. You know, after this week, maybe Tennessee has me tweak things the other way. It, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all she wrote, isn't it, James? Yeah, Sarge are getting a little slap happy with those terrible games. It's good to see you getting slap happy, man. Good to see you doing it. 
one of these days I'll talk you into having a bourbon with me, but uh, there's no pressure there, obviously. Uh, let's move it I on over then. I keep forgetting about it. I have the bottle sitting right over there. I just keep forgetting to bring a glass. <laughs> just go right out of the bottle, man. It's, uh, you know, it'll disinfect itself. You don't got to worry about germs. It's whiskey. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do our question of the week. And so James, as I mentioned, it's related to Tampa Bay. More so, it's related to Tom Brady. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure when I was watching the game against Cincinnati last week, they were saying that Tom Brady has never had a losing season. With the Buccaneers at 6-8 and eight, with three games to go, they would need to win two and tie one or win all three for him to go out his career 500 or better every year. Uh, two of their final games are on the road, and two of their final games are against divisional opponents. And so my question is, will Tom Brady finish the season above 500 or break that phenomenal streak, which would just be a disgrace for him, but it's uh, you know obviously still the GOAT and whatever else, just, you know... I, I don't like seeing these guys go out like down like that. So I don't know. I think he finds a way to get there because it's Brady. Um, it, But it doesn't look good the way they've been so far this year. And I, I don't have much to back that. This is just pure. This is just my feeling. What do you think here, James? I don't think they are going to win or be not lose one of the last three games. I think it, the, the, it's going to be actually be the final game of the season. They're going to lose at Atlanta and give Atlanta okay. the division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough because Carolina's defense, they're playing Carolina next week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think they'll win Arizona because they're going up against McSorley, third-string quarterback. You know, I think it'll just fall in their favor there, even though it's on the road. Carolina next week, even though it's at home for them, I think that's a problem for Brady because Carolina's defense is going to get pressure on him. They have a very weak offensive line, and that's been the story all year. Anybody can put any pressure on him. That offense does almost nothing. And so I think they could lose next week and potentially week 18 against Atlanta. Uh, But even if, like, look at it this way. Even if they won two, if they lose one of them, he's finishing under five hundred. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's, I don't know, it's its its tough. I, I want to say he's going to find a way to do it, but the odds are fucking stacked against him, man. It's very true. All right, well, hey, that was question of the week. Nothing crazy. I'll try to give you maybe something better next week. I don't know. All right, you know, sounds good. Our, our hundred viewers that, you know, are watching the show, I'm sure they got this far, and they thought it was... Great Iron Grinder! Hut, hut, hike!